0: And I said to this lady, I was like, I mean, that's not JFK Jr. He, he doesn't look anything like him. And she said, Yeah, yeah, he doesn't look anything like him. Haven't you ever heard of Hollywood special effects? Haven't you ever heard of Medea? Like, All right, you know. Oh my it is God, that, that delusional.
1: Once again, welcome. To the obituation room. I am your host, Francesca Fiorentini. I hope you are so, 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 so. I hope you're so, 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 so. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I've embarrassed everyone, including myself. I hope you're so good, though. I really do. We have quite a show today. QAnon, yeah, still a thing, somehow even though nothing has borne out, including the $5,000 cupboards for sale on Wayfair that had children inside of them. What happened to that? I bought a few, no kids. So I had to have my own. It was a whole thing. Anyway, um, a writer, author of, um, the a a book out new book out called the trust the plan the rise of QAnon and the conspiracy that that unhinged america uh will summer is going to be on the program a little bit later but first uh john marco is on he is a comedian and he's been on the show before and he will be on to discuss banning tiktok are we for it are we against it what's going on um and Uh, Of course, the latest, although I haven't checked the news in the last hour, so you never know, uh, but mass shooting at an elementary school in Nashville, Tennessee and all of the fallout um, BS, which somehow rivals Uvalde like it's it's not it's it's there on the level of hypocrisy let's just put it that way um maybe not there on the level of police inaction but hey what else i mean it's it's if it's not terrible in one way it's terrible in the other including the fact that there are uh yeah six dead people including three children now so we'll get into all that and everything but in the meantime guys if you're here press that like button share that share button you know print it out and just like slip it to somebody uh on the street and uh also If you're here and listening as a podcast, remember to give this podcast five stars. This is a small but mighty podcast, uh, a labor of love, truly, and your review helps people find it. So do that right now. Um, Also, you know this is not the only show that's part of the Bituation Room universe. In fact, there is a Friday bonus show that is available for everyone who wants to watch live, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, again, same time on Fridays. It's a little more fun. We do some lighthearted stuff, some weird stuff. We talked about Peter Thiel's uh, lover dying mysteriously. That was an interesting rabbit hole. Um, And it is available to watch back and listen back as a podcast for patrons. That's right. Patreon.com slash Bituation Room to get that bonus content in your ears. If you can't make it live, you watch it back. Uh, It'll be live as a video on the Patreon website. So that's how it works. Um, and if you want to become a YouTube member instead of becoming a patron, um, that's fine with me. You can also join the YouTube membership here on YouTube, uh, or a Twitch membership and also watch that stuff back at your leisure. leisure. That's right. Um, but for now, what else? Oh, there's so many perks guys. There's just so much, so many reasons to become a patron. Number one, uh, I need money. Number two, um, (laughs) number two, you're supporting this show. Uh, It's been uh, honestly like shoestring, you know, again, trying to trying to shill for someone, just some meal kit where, you know, all you eat is like food made from someone's compost. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, also, maybe there's weird crickets, but they're like crunchy and whatever. Like, I don't care. But until that time, I rely on you. This show is ad free. Y'all know that. So become a patron, support it. And there's many kinds of bonuses, uh, perks, shout outs, merch uh, discounts, AMAs. Please send me questions, uh, bishiation at gmail.com or to the inbox. Finally, oh, I forgot to mention, you get the American Prospect online edition completely for free. So like no paywalls. uh, You can like create an account and such. So everything is, is accessible there. But you also get 60% off if you want to get the paper version of the American Prospect, which is amazing. You guys know David dayan has been on the show before, and I write usually write the back page. Not this upcoming issue, but I usually write the back page. It's a satirical page. It's very fun satirical column. So yeah, uh, lots and lots of reasons to become a patron. But for Auda, just get your bitch caps on. You guys will figure it out. This is what you're bitching about. And joining me for What Are You Bitching About? Stand-up comedian, actor who you've seen on The Late Late Show, with James Corden, Comedy Central, or heard his podcast, The Downside, with Gianmarco John Marco Sorezi. Hello! How are you? <laughs> so good. Wow, that was a very uh, Joker-like entrance. Yeah,
2: I'm a I'm very Joker-like person.
1: <laughs> Did you change your personality since you last came on?
2: No, I'm just revealing you- it a little bit more. That's all.
1: Now we get to the real joke. You
2: know, it's like, it's like dating. Like the first date, I'm nice. And the totally. second date, you're like, oh, no.
1: <laughs> Which is ironic because the first date, if we're going by dates, we were in your hotel room in Las Vegas. Yes. So mm, I feel like you kind of move fast is what I'm trying to say. Uh,
2: yeah, that was, listen, that was a, that was a tough week. <laughs> Vegas is a tough place to be. I do not want, I was in, I think when I complained about that, that time was that place I had to pay extra you know how they're like yeah. free Wi-Fi and then faster Wi-Fi and I was livid I'm still livid about it
1: <laughs> well beyond that John Marco today well, what, what are you bitching about
2: okay now listen you might not this is not going to be popular I've been floating it around town and no one agrees oh, yes. with me and on who this. bites yeah People yeah do <laughs> not agree with me on this so I take a lot of I take a lot of workout classes I, I'm a class boy and there's usually mm-hmm. it, for a lot of the classes a uh, uh, majority women. I take a lot of spin. I do soul cycle. Ooh,
1: class boy. I do,
2: I do soul cycle, a lot of women. And uh, uh, that's great. That's fine. Here's my thing if mm-hmm. you are a a class that is designed for sweat and to get yeah. hot and sweaty, I think shirts should be allowed to come off for everybody, free the nipple for everybody. Because as a guy, I sweat a great deal. And mm-hmm. if I have to keep it on, it's a lot. And I don't own any sports bras. I think it would be more of a statement. I can't casually wear a sports bra without, you know, answering some questions or, like, cut all my shirts up to here. But but that's what everyone else gets to do. And I'm sweating and I'm drenched. And they say no nipples in class. And I think that's backwards thinking. I think everyone should be allowed to do what they want from the waist up in a interesting class.
1: so wait can you could you get away with pasties like could we just do a little tapey tape you know,
2: or is that I, I i i'm thinking about it because what happened is it's very confusing in yoga it's pretty universal in yoga people take their shirts off no one no one complains uh, men can
1: take their shirts off completely w- women it's a different thing it depends on you know your level of comfort of
2: course it's up to you you don't have to that now listen i'm not getting behind that don't get me wrong I'm not saying the yogi says, guys, take off. You're everyone.
1: not doing the like. Everyone should take off their shirts. That's part. No, of
2: No, no, of course. Though I have done naked yoga before, uh, it was it was very specifically billed as that, and it's you, you don't notice because the yoga is too tough to notice. You're all in downward dog at the same time. You know what I mean? So it's not yeah, like- but
1: when your face is in someone's nutsack, like I feel like. I might notice.
2: <laughs> it wasn't that packed. I think for naked yoga, <laughs> you definitely need space. That's a requirement.
1: For sure, for sure. And blindfolds. But anyway, okay. So yeah. So the point is point is the point is you're so they don't allow even men to take off their shirts.
2: No, so so but it's not quite clear. So, you know, at some point I said, Okay, I'm sweaty. I, I took it off. And the teacher said to the class, quote unquote, um, guys, remember you have to keep your shirts on. So then I had to get off my bike pick up the sweaty shirt, put it Ooh. back on. It felt so awful. Uh, so,
1: so the humiliation
2: and I'm, I'm not, no, no one seems to be like supportive of, of, of this movement, but I really do believe in a deeper sense that uh, with all the backward stuff that's going on, whether with drag Queens or, or all these things that that sexual repression in general is, yeah. is not, is not good. And nipples Are harmless. It's not a sanitary thing. There's nothing coming out of mine, and and I just think the option should be there if the goal of class is to sweat. That's my opinion.
1: I I like that. I like it. This is very a little controversial because definitely I do yoga, not anymore with anybody because like uh, I don't know. I can't. I I'm fine from home, but I was always jealous of guys who could just take their shirts off, and I'm not going to take my shirt off because. You don't want, you know, boobies flapping around. It just—it's sure. just not conducive to definitely not conducive to Soul Cycle. You just can't oh have like God, a, flap, it'd be a mess. You'd be hitting
2: people in the eyes. It'd be a, a, a it, mess.
1: Right, right. I mean, not me so much, but like yes, <laughs> others at some point. But like, you know, maybe now that I've had a kid, it, you know, I could compete. But it's like it—it is—it's a weird line because there's part of me that's like, no, no, no. If we all have to like suffer with our little shirts on, you have to suffer with your shirt on as well. Like, that's a little bit how I feel, which I know is fucked. Sure.
2: I think there's a thing, especially for where like I'm participating in Soul Cycle, where there's, you know, two guys per class on average, if I were to guess. And sure. it just feels like, in a way, because, and I, I Googled it to make sure, uh, I think it said uh-huh. men and women have the same number of sweat glands, but men do sweat more, that it feels in a way like it's not. <laughs>
3: you, to
1: make some, you did some gender science I made this sure that science? I'm not spreading
2: in- misinformation. <laughs> And I just feel like in a way, it feels like it's not welcoming to me. I'm not saying we need to prioritize men being accepted into spaces right now, but it feels unwelcoming to me. And I, I, I think it's, it's – I just feel stuck because, listen, yeah, I could try the pasties. I could try the yeah. pasties and make a scene and everyone feel like what's going on. I could I could take this tank top I'm wearing right now and cut it right, right? So it just barely covered my nips and see if so that usually, played. I
1: think you slowly get, get a smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller tank top. So everyone's like, what is that? You know, but you just cut a little bit off it next to the class. So just kind of underneath the nips.
2: Sure. And maybe I will. Maybe I will. But I ultimately think. People should have the option when it's not when it's not a sanitary thing. It's it's just nipples. Sure. The, the the preciousness around nipples is insane, and it needs to be broken down. You want to keep something on because it's bouncing everywhere. Sure, that's up to you.
1: If you want to take them off, fine. I don't think it's you know what you know what I think it is. I feel like just okay. Last last point last point on this. I've I've been sweated on or sweat on uh-huh. by like a dude in hot yoga with no shirt on, and I'm just like no.
2: Okay, but in Soul Cycle, that's
1: what's going. That's what's gonna hit your neighbor.
2: Sure, but look, good luck. The the women they're doing these moves with the head to the beat and this hair. It's 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 flinging sweat (laughs) everywhere. If you're if sweat's a problem, you know, hot yoga and Soul Cycle these are tough.
1: Soul Cycle. These
2: are tough, tough things to do.
1: (laughs) You're not built for this. Um. Uh, I like that. I like how petty, what a petty bitch that is. Um, mm. It's very good. Mine's maybe petty. I talked about this on the bonus bitch on Friday. If you want to hear more of my take on this, but this Saturday, uh, I believe April 1st, right? Is that Saturday? Yeah. Uh huh. Um, no more blue check marks, no more verified check marks for anyone who isn't like a crypto fascist. So, um, if you know, if you had the legacy blue check, Elon's taking it away. If you are like a journalist or if you're a celebrity or if you're kind of little from column A, column B, but mostly just an online B list, you know, influencer like myself, um, you know, you get all that's taken away. And I'm like, fucking take it, take it from my warm, alive hands. Like, I don't give a shit. I don't care. I hate your whole platform now. Um, now we know anyone with a blue check mark is just a, is a literal mark, like they're idiots. But then it's just a mark of like who, you know, bought into cyber truck uh, with way too much money and feels like, you know, uh, black people and white people should live in separate communities. You know what I mean? Like you just like, a, you know, that that person. So yeah, I don't care. I don't care. No one's paying for this. Well, and 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 yes, I do click through and see if you've paid for it. And yes, I definitely judge you.
2: Now here's the question. I think the only the only smart thing that that he did was because he knows people feel this way, is now you're allowed to pay for the blue check mark but hide it from your profile. And the question what? is, yes, that's that's. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that that's part of what you can do now and in a way then it prioritizes your tweets in whatever ways it puts goes on the fy uh, for you page or whatever and people won't know that you paid for it and the question is how many scabs are there amongst us cool liberal elites we'll see who actually did
1: pay who are paying
2: we'll see we'll see
1: if you still have a blue check mark in 2 weeks fuck off That's- <laughs> John Marco, you're never coming back on this
2: show. No, I mean the question is without it. The, the problem is I think like he he just walked something back literally like eight minutes before this. He said it used to be you have to pay to show up on the for you page. And now he just said, and if you follow the person, even if they're not paying, they'll show up So he's he's always walking it back.
3: You know, there, there's right, he's right, gotta right.
2: he's gotta make money somehow. And he he we'll see how it shakes out. It's a bummer because Twitter is my favorite app. That's the one I scroll through.
1: Yeah, you you crushed on Twitter. Wait, the other thing I will say, and this is a, like a kudos to him. Everyone, I think it's probably because they know that I'm a woman and also, like I'm not going to fall for some Jordan Peterson BS. But my For You page kind of slaps. Like I kind of really? like it. Yeah, like it's a little bit better. Like I'm seeing stuff that's like funnier and more interesting. Whereas like the following page, I follow a lot of like, news accounts and like organizations which is cool to follow organizations to like support them but i don't necessarily always want to hear about like the very specific you know meeting or campaign win or like annual budget whatever 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 like i don't like there's a little bit more of that whereas like it's a little less fun is what i'm trying to say Mm. um and in the trashiness of the for you thing is a little better but that being said i hate it like go back to how it was um
2: yeah. yeah, mine's mine's. I I'm the guy that they're like, come on, look at Jordan Peterson. He says you're the victim here. Look at this one, and I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Be strong.
1: <laughs> Toads. Um. All right, they're like, come on, take off your shirt, do it. What are you, a beta male?
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, know how Jordan Peterson would react to that one. I think he'd be stuck. He'd probably be like, "No, so you should wear stuck. a suit. You should wear a suit to Soul Cycle." He would not be into me doing Soul Cycle to begin with.
1: When you sweat next to someone,
2: hey, that's really good.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. there's a little bit. It's uh, I there's way too much also enunciation. That's
2: are you are know. you like a, a good impressionist? That was a. I mean, unless you've been working okay. on it a lot, that's really no. good.
1: thank you. <laughs> uh yeah no i I'm, I'm not wow i'm blushing okay let's keep going Let, let's, see, no, let's see more far shooting. right
2: people let's see uh alex jones let's see your alex jones impression
1: no i can't get that low it's too hard it's like way too i can't and it's and it's like there's a lot of smoking i can't <laughs> i can't i got stop okay who's next tommy Laren all right uh we gotta go let's do this let's talk about the week I'm i'm skipping the roundup of course because i'm busy as but it will be coming back and we are doing a final segment two news and a lie. So you decide John Marco Mm. and audience, which of these stories is fake and which of them are real. That's very exciting for our final segment, but let's get into it guys. This is the week where it's just another day in this militarized psychopathic nation we live in and another mass shooting at a school. Um, more kids are dead. Uh, specifically in the Covenant School, which is a small Christian preschool through sixth grade private school in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, And a former student uh, entered the school, opened fired, killed six people, three nine-year-old children, a custodian, an administrator, and a substitute teacher. And then uh, they were shot by police. The shooter was Audrey Hale who may or may not have recently identified as male, which we'll get into, identified as he, him. Um, And that is very important to note, uh, given the backlash. But so a little bit, if you haven't been following about what happened, um, turns out the guns that they used were um, seemingly legally obtained. Uh, This is according to the, I believe, the police chief. Um, Hale arrived in the school armed with an AR-style rifle, an AR-style pistol, and a handgun and used the guns to shoot through a locked side entrance, Drake said. Two of the guns were le- obtained legally and locally here. Yeah, watch The Most Dangerous One Wasn't. I think TBD on that. Um, now, what about Hale? More about uh, them. Uh, a source close to the Hale family told The Daily Beast on Monday that Hale was autistic, but high-functioning. and rel- quote And relatively recently announced that she was trans. Identifying as he him, the source said, asking to remain unnamed so as to avoid family strife. Now, the reason I bring this up is not because I think it is at all important, but of course the right is freaking out about it and they are using it as another opportunity To go after the trans community, of course, with Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeting how much hormones like testosterone and medications for mental illness was the transgender Nashville shooter taking. Everyone can stop blaming guns now. (laughs) You fucking cunt. Like what? Which I love because it's like what's interesting about that is if you say it's all men, right? If you because it's 99 of the shooters are you know cis men you say it's all men and you do something like I would do, which is like blame, you know, like this, just the aggro, whatever. Now she's like blaming, she's like going after testosterone. So it's not, it can't be men. Cause she's going after testosterone here. It can't be mental illness. Cause she's going after people who get treated for mental illness. So how much meds? Okay. So it can't, it's not mental illness. It's definitely not guns. Cause she just said it. So it is just that they were, supposedly trans which by the way she's fucking making up all that she has no idea if this person if Hale was was taking any kind of you know hormones or or tea there's no fucking idea what they were taking for any kind of mental illness no idea if they did have mental illness at all because this happened at the same time as you know the 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 account from a neighbor or a friend saying that Hale you know had or was autistic so there you go. Um, it's just beautiful.
2: Yeah, it's it's. I I just think uh, it's tough because I feel like to engage with it with it is to take the bait. I really do feel like I doubt Marjorie really believes much of anything anymore. It's all strategic decisions. But for any any uh, uh, certainly myself as as I see white men doing the same thing, saying oh it's a transgender thing, and for any white man to to possibly try to pass the buck when it comes to shootings it's offensive it's off i mean you just have to look at the numbers and elon musk uh so someone posted you know four shootings in the last four years that were uh, uh, uh potentially committed by by a transgender person he
1: and retweeted it right he
2: added his little his cute little exclamation point his little innocent interesting exclamation point uh, uh, not not taking uh, account of the fact that how many shootings have been in the last four years, how many of them were were committed by by cis white men. It's uh, it's it just sucks. It yeah. sucks, and it sucks because it just it's it's one of those things where such a tragedy happened, and the the main thing you need to focus on is is the victims and how to stop this. And then they're using it to; the, these Republicans are using it to, to 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 shift the blame and not focus on the issue. And it just sucks. I mean, it's yeah, we're we're it's not equipped terrible. to deal with it in a in a good way with our media landscape and our social media landscape. But it's disgusting. And I don't think Marjorie should be. I don't think she should be able to have a meal without someone spitting in it. I I, I really mean, do really. Think so
1: no, she. I mean, it, it's so disgusting to pile on like this. And of course. Um it reminds me of the Pulse Nightclub shooting where, you know, the shooter was Muslim, potentially in the closet, and they like they were like, is it it's not ISIS, but we can blame Islam, you know, and they're constantly blaming the identity of the shooter, unless the shooter is a cis white Christian boy who just needed a Burger King. You know, that's all he needed after he shot up a you know a black church. Like this is It's so funny, though, because it's, like, you kind of feel in this tweet from Marjorie, and this is what I said online, that, like, is she mad that the mass shooter might have been trans? Does that mean that she's mad that, like, mass shootings are going woke? Like, is she pining for the days, you know, when, oh, my God, what happened to our wholesome white murderers, you know. Now they're even not the trans are doing mass shootings. They're killing us. Uh, obviously, that she, of course, she
2: just knows that if she just keeps saying it enough times, people will start associating, associating the two things together. And it's uh, it's a plague. It's a plague. And I I feel really hopeless in terms of the spreading of just the ability to just say something again and again and still being allowed to be to be present in polite society that's the part that upsets me i really like you know if she's doing a tv interview outside people should be screaming fuck you like it it should it's hard i you know i i there's nothing there's nothing funny about it it's just toxic it's poison and it's constant and it's not going anywhere at all
1: yes and so that that's the anti-trans angle somehow of this but of course we know the real angle is that This is the representative of that district where the Covenant School is. This is a photo, if you're listening, um, of uh, Representative Andy Ogles and his Christmas card from last year, which features him and his wife and his three kids, all except for the littlest one with automatic weapons, just posing in front of a Christmas tree in their fucking wasp ass home. And like, what? Like. I look at this photo and I'm like, you know what? You know, the love it or leave it saying, I think I'm gone. Like, deuces, yeah, yeah, yeah. just straight deuces on this fucking. I got to wonder country. about that little boy,
2: though. I wonder if they said, hey, come on, we need you to hold the gun. And he said, no, I want to hold the, the Santa picture like this. Poor little boy just wants to have a good Christmas. And, totally. uh, uh, you know, unless there's something in that fucking. He pulls out a pistol. there definitely
1: is. It's there's yeah, it's one of those hollowed E4. out yeah, books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, um, they should
2: be embarrassed. It's so lame. It's so goddamn lame. It's so fucking lame.
1: Um, yeah, so so th- there's the representative. Now, here's another Tennessee, um, uh, Tennessee rep, Tim Burchett, um, who, let's just look at him and what he said, in the wake of this mass shooting, the wake of three nine-year-olds who were murdered and their families, I, I mean, like, like, I don't have any more tears to shed. I'm so fucking gutted over this. This is what this guy has to say, not of the district, but but um of Tennessee. Um, this is Representative, again, Tim Burchett being asked, what what can be done?
3: Do you think there's any role for Congress to play to, in reaction to this tragedy? Obviously, this is your state now, sure. but it's happened in every other state. Oh, it's happening. It, it doesn't matter what state it's happening in. It's for all Americans. It doesn't matter the color of their skin. And they all believe red and they're bleeding a lot. Um, I I don't see any real role that we could do other than mess things up, honestly, because of the um, the situation. um, uh, Like I said, I don't think a criminal is going to stop from guns. You know, you can print them out on the computer now, 3D printing, and there's really, I I don't think you're going to stop the gun violence. I think you've got to change people's hearts. You know, as a Christian, as we talk about in the church, and I've said this many times, I think we really need revival in this country.
1: That's a problem, John Marco. As a Christian, we need revival.
2: This I mean, this is like a doctor before the surgery. Before, like, they're gonna cut you open. Was like, yeah, I don't think there's anything, uh, I don't think there's anything we can do. All right, let's go (laughs) into surgery. And you go, Oh, then then you shouldn't be the doctor anymore. Uh because no well. Listen, I, I can relate to a nihilistic attitude, believe you me, but that's why I'm not in office then you then you have to give the job to someone else because the job yes. is to do something
1: the job is to govern so if
2: you are of the belief that, that there's nothing for the job to do then you need a new job then you just need a new job that's
1: it absolutely and then here's what he was told uh, or here's what he said when he was asked you know what should you know families do who send their kids sk- kids to school every
0: day what should be done <laughs> to protect people like your little girl from being safe at school
3: Well, we homeschool her, but, you know, that's our decision. Some people don't have that option, and frankly, some people don't need to do it. I mean, they don't have to. Um, It just suited our needs much better.
1: It suited our needs of indoctrinating our kid. Anyway, we keep her in a cage. Everything's fine. Um, Like, so he homeschools his own kid. Maybe in part because of the amount of mass shootings that are happening in schools, which, by the way, this was a small 200 people, 200 students, tiny school, private school, which usually are largely not untouched, but it's a very small percentage of the number of mass shootings within schools. I can't believe that's even a stat that I'm having to say.
2: Of course. I doubt he's doing it just because of shootings. I'm sure it's so he can teach his children uh, how the Civil War, you know, there are problems on both sides. That's why he's doing the homeschooling. But once again, if you are not participating in the thing you've been put in charge of schools, then you got to go. I don't, I, the same way I live in New York. I don't want to hear any mayor talk about the subways. If they're not riding them, you are not a participant. (laughs) You are not a participant. You want to homeschool. That's fine. But then you get to be in charge of your homeschool and that's it. That's it. Yep. That's it.
1: Ugh. Um, You know, and they're obviously, you know, look, I'm looking at camp- campaign contributions from 2018 to Tim Burchett. That That's this guy from the, the NRA. I see a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars. Like maybe there's some stuff I'm not seeing. Maybe it's been funneled through other super PACs and dark sure, money sure. groups. It's gotta be because for a fucking thousand dollars, you get that crass, cynical piece of shit asshole there to say there's nothing you can do. We need revival. You psycho Christian fuck. I'm sorry. It takes
2: a lot of money to run your own school at home. You know, maybe that a (laughs) thousand dollars is really coming in handy. (laughs)
1: Um, And finally, of course, and John Marco, I know you have you talk about this a little bit in stand up, but uh hey. Tim Burchett, really, you know, he does think the government has a role to play in certain issues, um, specifically when it comes to um, drag shows in the state of Tennessee. Then, ooh, dude is fired up.
3: A grown man dressed up like a woman should not be rubbing his crotch in front of a little child. That is ridiculous. Good on Governor Bill Lee and our Tennessee legislature. Um, The law goes into effect on July 1st and and you know dad gamut, we don't put up with that 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 crap in Tennessee and we shouldn't and the rest of the country should follow suit this is this is wrong there
1: we go dad gamut, that's my favorite part of that
2: most drag queens that- i've seen have just been lip syncing to it's raining men as opposed to rubbing their crotch on stage but it's it's again this is like the the repetition thing where they just keep saying this thing and people start cuz i i've been shocked the reason i talk about it on on stage is i i feel shocked by liberalish people, at least in the grand scheme of 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 America. And they go like, yeah, but, you know, but I also think like they shouldn't have kids that drag." And I'm like, shut up. You're you're taking the bait. You've never said, oh, I don't think priests should be allowed near children alone when statistically and numerically and everything that is that is a problem. The Boy Scouts were sued for an yep. insane number, but you never hear anyone say, well, I don't think but the Boy Scout, blah, blah, blah. but but they, they people vaguely saw one image where they thought well, that, that that's that's a lot with a kid there. And they've decided to shape an entire ideology around this one thing, failing to 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 put anything into perspective or question what the context was of anything when they have hard data in front of them. Like, OK, yes. yeah, the, the, yeah, you're right. Someone rubbing their crotch in front of a child on a stage in this theoretical thing. That's that's not good. But you, yeah. you want to talk real talk about fucking priests that were that were raping children to be blunt. Yeah. Boy Scouts were molesting children. These are real yep. things. And you never hear these fuckers talk about it. You never no. hear them talk about it. So. No.
1: Because they hate joy in addition to so many other things. Uh, and it, it doesn't fit. Those are all Christian things. I mean, Boy Scouts is like, right? It's just basically like a, you know, church with knots. Uh, and like, anyway, so in terms of the drag man, it's a perfect example. Because first of all, there's a drag band in in many proposed in many many states Tennessee is the first state to enact it it bans drag shows from public property and anywhere there might be children so i know where you're thinking well there could be places but you could know because you could call the cops on a drag show and and claim that they're subjecting children who aren't there to their crotches and that would be a felony Right. And so, and to say nothing of like putting a target on people's backs and, you know, drag queens backs. Um, But of course, this is obviously why also at the same time, the governor of Tennessee was seen in a 1977 photo of himself, like in drag in a yearbook.
2: Of, of course, none of this. I mean, they, they don't mean any. That, that's the problem. They, you're dealing with people who don't actually mean what they're saying. And it's hard to know because on one hand, I want to be like, well, then go to the football game and be like, hey, that cheerleader who just landed with her crotch in the other cheerleader's face. We should ban this all. Why are there children here? Put them under arrest. I don't think that's good either. But of course, that's that's. That's the truth of all of it. Those pictures mm-hmm. that they showed in that brief news clip were not of drag queens being hypersexual. It's just it was just a, a man in a big wig and lipstick because that's okay. what bothers them. They're fucking right. losers. And exactly. I, again, I, I I don't know. I don't know other other than to spit in people's food or uh, uh, something because I I I'm not sure what I I, I feel really uh, lost and.
1: I, no, I mean I just think we are we're like an incredibly. You know, the other thing I think about is, like, this shooter, Hale, was killed, Um, which is, hey, it's better than Uvalde, Um, but I can't help but think about all the other people who've been apprehended, all of the ways, it's like, (sighs) I don't know, we're so militarized, we're such a militarized society from Mm -hmm. the cops, to, like, the amount of guns in people's, in civilians' hands, to the ways that even, you know, states are making it easier and easier and easier to get guns, as if that were any kind of emblem of our own freedom. When When freedom is actually being able to go to school and, like, Fuck learning about, like, LGBTQ stuff. That's not endangering anyone. What about doing mass shooter drills, lone wolf drills? You think that doesn't traumatize a child every goddamn day when the door opens? They don't know what's going to happen when they see a stranger? When they, Like, come on with this bullshit. So I'm just, I'm so sick of the hypocrisy, and especially on an issue with, like, guns and gun control, which is overwhelmingly popular in terms of having more more checks and and safer like more regulation and it's just the blood-soaked nras and the gun lobby that's all it is so basically it's like well roll the dice wasn't us today it could be us tomorrow uh we gotta move on uh yay on that fun note i'm actually gonna jump ahead and bring in um our politics reporter guest, our author, and then we'll talk about TikTok before we wrap, John Marco. um, But he's a reporter for the Daily Beast, co-host of the podcast Fever Dreams, and the author of Trust the Plan, The Rise of QAnon, and The Conspiracy That Unhinged America, which is out right now. Will Summer, thank you for being here.
0: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: (sighs) No problem, man. I'm so excited (laughs) to talk about something minimally less awful and depressing although sort of
2: <laughs> QAnon has become the the lighter topic of the show yeah yes. yes
1: so light um I yeah I'm I'm really excited to have I've seen you've been interviewed in um was it Into the Storm that you were in
0: is that yeah the HBO documentary about QAnon yep that, that I'm in that sort of being flummoxed by QAnon people throughout <laughs>
1: And then you were like, "I'm." were you writing the book at that point also? I, uh,
0: yeah, I, I, I was uh, sort of towards the end. I, I was writing it by, by like the time of January 6th, for example. And, and so, uh, and, and the filmmaker was in town as well and all that. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Um, okay. So I have so many questions for you. Sure. What initially was the QAnon conspiracy theory and how has it changed and morphed as literally nothing has come true from their prophecy?
0: Sure. So QAnon starts in October 2017 with some posts on, on 4chan by a guy named Q. And the initial prediction is Hillary Clinton's going to be arrested by the end of October 2017. Um, And as you said, I mean, that's
1: 2017,
0: 2017. Well, and now she's deep into her, you know, 20 year sentence, as we all know. And (laughs) uh, No, I mean, obviously, that's the first prediction that fails to come true. And so from there, they kind of build and build and they use these clues to essentially sketch this worldview where the world is run by a cabal of satanic pedophiles who drink children's blood. And Donald Trump is going to arrest them and sort of bring on this like fascist utopia. I mean, they, they think it's a good thing. Um, and so but, but as you said, I mean, when this doesn't happen, rather than say, oh, well, I guess that was fake. Uh, they right. say, well, you know, she's looking a little weird. She's got kind of like a new wrinkle. I think it's a clone. Mm. Um, or they say, you know, I think she's got like her pants legs are, are. she's wearing like wide pants. She's wearing like those big J crew pants type thing. Um, you know, maybe she's wearing an ankle bracelet. She's trying to cover it up. So, you know, they keep kind of spinning these things out and it grows and grows from there.
1: Right. And until the point where there are there still people under a bridge in Dallas waiting for JFK Jr. and drinking like jungle juice? Uh, from a dude with a crow on his shoulder.
0: Yes. Yes. I mean, they kind of returned to Dallas every couple months and now they, they traveled, tr- uh, excuse me, they follow Trump around like the grateful dead. I mean, you may have seen them. He <laughs> was playing this QAnon song at a rally maybe six months ago and they were yes. like holding up their finger, you know, the QAnon symbol. And uh, that's kind of, as you say, that's a hardcore element. I mean, that was truly bizarre. They all thought JFK was going to come back, JFK Jr. They thought like everyone they saw, you know, they'd see some old, like some white guy and they'd say, I think that's Robin Williams. Or they say, see, like they say, like I think that's Tupac, uh, and so you know, all, all these just random people are, are getting harassed by this crew. It's a really bizarre story.
1: I love that they're also waiting for Tupac, which I'm like, you know, you could definitely have more of a movement if you like add Tupac to the mix. You know, like yeah. what really happened. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, I then I have to ask you, like, who were some of the weirdest characters that you studied and you talk about in the book? Um, in terms of the QAnon. You know, there's like QAnon influencers, effectively.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so many weird ones. Um, You know, one of them I mentioned. There, there's a faction that believes JFK Jr. is coming back to life, and so I write about a couple of the people who that that they think are JFK Jr. in disguise. And so one of these these guys is named Vincent Fusca. He's kind of a, I think it's fair to say, sort of a shabby looking guy. He's got like a five o'clock shadow. He wears a like kind of a, a thrift store suit and a fedora. And they saw him once at a Trump rally, and they're like, "Well, that's JFK Jr." You know, he looks nothing like him. This famous sex symbol right and he knows he's not jfk jr but he goes goes to these rallies and coming back
1: goes, humble it's like the tyra banks prank of like reincarnation he's just coming anyway ex- exactly everybody. it's coming back frumpy and so I, I
0: see him at these rallies and people go you know all, all, all these these women want you know oh my gosh let me give you my number vincent you know let me get a selfie with you and i said to this lady i was like i mean that's not jfk jr he, he doesn't look anything like him And she said yeah yeah he doesn't look anything like him haven't you ever heard of hollywood special effects haven't you ever heard of Medea? <laughs> All right, you know, oh my it is God! That, that delusional. I, I, if you know, I, I'm
2: just curious. Like, how much do you think this kind of replaces or fills in the gap for religion for a lot of people? Because when you talk about things not coming true and them still believing it, I can't help but think of uh, doomsday type people who they hit that date of of the end of the world and the world keeps going and
0: they keep believing so it just feels so similar yeah, yeah i mean that, that's a huge aspect of it I, I think you're totally right i mean you know it, it's been you know we know in emails uh the, some of these fox news emails that tucker carlson was saying you know People are, are into QAnon because they don't have religion anymore. At the same time, there is also a huge overlap with evangelical Christianity. There are people who, because, you know, it's so much about like the devil and, and utopia and the end times. So you have people whose churches get into QAnon and they get into it from there, or people who get into QAnon and then, you know, they're like, how do I got, I got to fight this devil. I got to join a church. So there's, there's a huge overlap. And and as you said, I mean, I think the the prophecies failing to come true is a big thing. And it's like, you
2: know, the first it was just, I thought Jesus coming back was a big deal, but now Tupac's coming back. Kennedy's coming back. And it really kind of undermines the whole basis.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it gets sort of progressively more ridiculous. And that's one funny part of it is that you have these different factions who will look at the Tupac crew and say, that's ridiculous. You know, we are the evidence-based, <laughs> realist QAnon believers. Those guys are making us look bad.
1: So they're like the left. They're like the they're yes. like the Stalin. They're like the the fucking the trots. The trots versus uh, the Leninists. It, it, on the, um...
0: Exactly, and it and it gets into those Byzantine feuds. And for me, it's great because then these guys are always giving me tips and and you know t- t- digging up dirt on one another.
1: That's so funny. That's so great. It's such a, you're like, no, 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 I, t- I totally believe it. you. You are the, I mean, you can't, like, here, here how do you do this as a reporter? Like, how do you talk to them as a journalist without telling them that you truly think they're cray cray and they need help?
0: I mean, it is a lot of saying, well, that's interesting. Or I never <laughs> thought of it that way. Um, I recently interviewed the woman who came up with the whole idea that Dominion stole the election. And, you know, she emailed Fox and said, uh, you know, Scalia was killed in a most dangerous game style human hunting expedition, all this stuff. And so I asked her, I said, well, where'd you get this I mean, that makes sense because
1: homie could not run far, but keep going. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It wouldn't be a very like sporting match, I would imagine. Yeah. And so I said, where'd you get this? I thought she was going to say the Internet or something. But she was like, well, I hear clues in songs or I overhear conversations at the grocery store. They're filled with codes. Oh, and, you know, it's just saying, and I said, you know, that seems a little unusual. And she said, well, do you believe in telepathy? It sort of went down from there. And so, you know, these, these conversations, there's a lot of just saying, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, mm, that must've been hard. It's mm. <laughs> just like a therapist. <laughs> um, I did want to ask you, cause I get actually, obviously pretty upset when you see these stories of, you know, QAnon believer murders, Both his kids, usually a man. I think this has happened multiple times. Um, uh, I believe one of them, they were like toddlers and one was like an infant.
0: Yeah. And it's
1: chilling. I was just going to say it's chilling and yet I don't see that much coverage because it is, oh, well, that's a QAnon person. It somehow feels like if we discuss it, it makes it real and it's not a real thing. But no, 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 it is real because literally their kids are being targeted by psych- their psycho dads.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the points I was trying to make in the book is that this is a real thing. And I think it's easy for people to say, oh, it's like a weird internet thing. I don't need to worry about that. Or it can seem kind of too complex to try to understand if you're just a politically interested person. Um, but, you know, I, I try to sort of give people the the basics of what you need to know. And I, ba- I started writing on it more once I saw QAnon believers committing crimes. And I thought, okay, at this point, I have to trust the audience to understand what's going on here. And as you said, I mean, we keep seeing these murders. A QAnon guy murdered the head of a mafia family, uh, you know, the, the, like the, the Colombo the, like the crime family, I believe, or the Gambino. What? He just rolled up and popped him and he was like, you know, I'm taking you to Q's tribunal. Boom. Uh, and you know, you have this, as you said, there was a guy who murdered his wife, shot his daughter, another guy who was charged with murdering his two toddler age kids, yes. um, and doing it for QAnon, multiple other murders. And then of course, January 6th, where all of these people, we know, Ashley Babbitt among others was saying, you know, I'm going to bring about this kind of QAnon utopia. So, yeah, I mean, it really is. I, I, I think it's a, it's, it's underestimated. I think it's a force for, for crime and sort of just for general, general lunacy in the country.
1: Yeah, it started with Pizzagate, man coming with a, you know, armed into uh, whatever, um, the pizza shop. But I'm forgetting that. Doesn't it,
2: it feel uh, impossible? Because like, unlike, let's say, you know, if you're a, a, a supporter of a politician, that's the leader, they're the one making the decisions. It feels like it. it's like it's kind of random or impossible to predict what post gets traction and taken seriously who's claiming to be q now like it feels like it's impossible to really predict where the information is really coming from because it's a mix of people following posts versus someone listening to someone in the grocery store line versus telepathy right. like there's no i think that's part of the reason why it's must be it's tough i think to digest from afar cuz you're like well it's chaos i mean it's pure it chaos. feels like pure Chaos, the factions. It's it's like religious factions, but it's like it's 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 happening in real time, by post by post, day by day. So it's hard to like understand it as one solid movement as opposed to a bunch of mentally
0: unwell people. Yeah, I mean, I I think you're making a great point. I I think the key thing to understand is like they think the world is run by a satanic cabal of pedophiles that drink children's blood. And they think that through violence, they can help Donald Trump bring on this moment called the storm, right? And then we'll live in this utopia, but basically all of his political and cultural enemies will be executed. And so if you kind of hold on to that, but as you say, I mean, it is crazy stuff. I mean, the, the whole Wayfair thing, if people remember this claim that Wayfair where we all buy our yeah. cheap, cheap furniture, was, I mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. And that is, that's not originally from Q that was just sort of a QAnon person did a little freestyling. And there's this kind of culture of like, let's investigate. And then that kind of gets appended onto it. So as you say, I mean, it really is a, a very chaotic operation.
1: They should have never given us the internet. Like, honestly, the internet's done. It is so over. Just stop. We're, we we like, you know, I, take it all down. this
2: show on the internet right now. We appreciate <laughs> <Absolutely>. your <laughs> No, no,
1: look, I will, I will, we can, we don't have to do this live. We don't, have, well, it'll be a podcast. That's, I guess that's we Put the out internet. tape, Damn. yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, we'll
1: gather around. Just meet me under a bridge in Dallas. It'll be chill. Um, I did want to ask, uh, Will, d- did you feel like there was a type? of person who generally falls for this and then i guess related to that did you talk to family members did you talk to people who like really tried to get through to their fam who yeah. had fallen down the rabbit hole
0: it's interesting i mean it There is a type, initially it was a lot of people we might think of as like Trump rally goers, older, whiter, evangelical Christian, but really, especially during the pandemic, it broadened out and we started to see a lot more people of color, younger people, more women, um, just because everyone had a lot more time on their hands. And there really was a sort of chaotic situation that everyone was looking for answers to. Um, And of course, things like Jeffrey Epstein's mysterious death, you know, all these things kind of bring in normal people into it. Um, and And so, I mean, often it's someone who is maybe involved in another what they call sort of like stigmatized knowledge, something that like is already a little odd, but but they, they're they into like Bitcoin, for example, or, you know, people into like natural, like sort of wellness stuff. And so they've already yes. seen this thing ridiculed and they they like it. And so then they say, well, maybe this is real too. And they get into yeah. it through that. Um, And so I talked to these family members and it really is sort of a, an undercounted tragedy, I think, where, you know, all of a sudden you have this family member who comes home and says like, you heard about QAnon and they start unloading and it just, it often rips these families apart. I mean, I talked to a woman whose husband got addicted to Coke because he had to stay up all night reading the clues and he started having all these affairs with fellow QAnon believers. And, you know, I mean, it really just destroyed their family. Sounds like he's not
2: even in it for the QAnon. He's in it for the Coke and sex.
0: I mean, it, it's funny to say that when the book came no, out. No, I have to like, do this, babe. Yes, exactly. It, it, there's maybe some other uh, other attractive parts of this as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the don't
2: best pitch things... I've ever heard for QAnon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All the coke and sex, man, um, which somehow actually don't go along that well together. Anyway, but um, I wanted also ask the laundering of Q and the way that yes, like six months ago. Trump had the QAnon anthem at his rally and how more and more you're seeing Republicans sort of flirt with Q and then kind of back away when they get asked about it. But but how did it get laundered and like how high up has that reached other than, I guess, the fucking White House itself?
0: Yeah, I mean. It's fascinating. I, I think so much of the conspiratorial elements in the GOP, particularly after 2020, I don't think we would have without QAnon, or certainly as strongly. I mean, this idea that, you know, there is this kind of mysterious force behind everything and that everything, I mean, y'all were talking about the school shooting, all these things are false flags, you know, that right. that sort of any news event is not what it seems. Um, you know, look at Marjorie Taylor Greene, right, who is a really hardcore QAnon believer and is now one of the most powerful members of the House Republican Caucus, raises a ton of money, um, is really deeply entrenched there. Uh, Donald Trump, I mean, he posts QAnon memes like all day on Truth Social. Uh, He posts pictures of himself wearing Q buttons and stuff. And so, I mean, really, he's deeper into it than he's ever been before. And so I think in 2024, we're going to see potentially him get more into it, especially now that he's implying that Ron DeSantis is a pedophile, which, of course, would go right along with QAnon. Um.
1: Can you, like, numbers, like, numbers-wise, how many, like, hundreds of thousands of people? Oh,
0: millions, easily, yeah. Um, You know, if you look at the polls, and I would take – I try to take the most conservative estimates. And so when when people are asked, do you believe in QAnon flat out – it's often three to 7% of the country or of, of, of voters. Jesus so that's, Christ. you know, and I mean, th- there was a uh, New York times story that said, look, I mean, you know, you look at that and say, well, it's not a majority, I guess, but that's, I mean, that's more than a lot of major religions in the United States, you know, that's millions and millions of people. And when you say more broadly, do you believe there's a satanic ped- uh, pedophile cabal, et cetera, that's like 15, 20%.
1: Fuck. 15, 20% of,
0: of, of, of like voting age adults. Yeah.
1: Jesus Christ. I was like, Let's go. Let's leave. No more internet. No more America. Bye. I'm done. I'm so done with this country. I, you know what? This is the moment I had. I had a, sim, like, run up to the 2016 election sitting outside of a, I decided to interview people outside of a, a market basket, I think it's called, um, which is like a, yeah, in uh, New Hampshire. It was very cute. I thought it was fun to do that. And this one woman was like, ISIS calls me every day on the phone. You know, and um, they want it. They're They're trying to get me. They're trying to talk to me. And I'm like, are you sure that's not, you know, the phone company trying to get you to switch, you know, to a, another line or whatever, like adding a line? And she's like, no. And they, she looked me right in the eyes, guys. And she was like, no, ISIS calls me every day to recruit me. And all I could think was, have this country. Like, bitch, have it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not going to fight you, you, you psycho for this like how do we so i guess that's my last question and then i gotta say well let me just say
2: this hearing that i really gotta stop prank calling people telling them i'm recruiting (laughs) them because it clearly is fracturing this country
1: selected i've got a very exciting opportunity for you (laughs) um but i guess i guess i guess my question is how do you stop them how do you stop this where does it have who has to take the lead here
0: yeah i mean i I think on one aspect, the good news is that, I mean, we saw in the midterms that a lot of these, you know, it could have gotten a little crazier. And instead, the you know Republicans won a lot fewer seats than were expected. I mean, there was a whole QAnon coalition put together by one of these JFK Jr. guys that was all the Republican nominees in battleground states to be secretaries of state. And so they would yes. have controlled key elections in 2024, all of them lost. So I mean, that's a bit of good news. I mean, overall, I think, unfortunately, this kind of QAnon or this kind of conspiratorial th- thread under another name, as you mentioned, it used to be Pizzagate, and it sort of changed form. I mean, I think it'll be with us for decades. I think the answer really is, and this is a, a big ask, but often when I talk to these people, it's some real deep material issue that brought them into it. I mean, it's mm. uh, you know they have like huge debts, they have a disease, uh, an illness they can't cure, they don't have insurance for all these sort of insane, personal, really deep issues. And instead of saying like, man, it's pretty messed up. I, you know, we don't have health insurance in this country or whatever. They instead, you know, are driven into this kind of cabal or, or you know, blaming, you know, this, all these anti-Semitic visions and QAnon, all this stuff. And so I I, I think just in, improving people's lives materially would help a lot. But, you know, again, Republicans control half the country. So who knows uh, when that'll happen?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Conspiracies are just so there and ripe for the taking, when actually everything else like corporate greed is completely there and ripe for the taking but that's too obvious i mean i think that's the other thing that like the attraction of conspiracies is like you're onto something that nobody else is you know and there's a built-in community um and i would love to say the same thing about the left we are not necessarily as you know warm and like welcoming um you know what i mean like i think it's it's hard you like Whatever labor unions are down, you know, in terms of like the number of unions there are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which it's hard to generally have empathy for some of these psychos, you know, but, uh, but I appreciate that. Um, I guess my last, 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 last question is about tech and like, how did, you know, Facebook and other tech platforms cash in on the conspiracy theory and what have they done about it since?
0: Yeah, I mean, really, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, were all huge in terms of spreading QAnon. I mean, the posts are originally on these really hard-to-use websites like 4chan and 8chan and stuff that, I mean, you're talking about the average sort of baby boomer. They're not going to wade through all this stuff. So you have to have something like YouTube where it can be packaged into these really appealing commercials. And we know that, I mean, on Facebook they had an internal study where someone just they created an account, fave Donald Trump, Melania Trump, relatively mainstream Republican figures, and suddenly Facebook is saying, hey, you want to get into QAnon? And pushing that on people because, you know, these platforms want engaged users who spend more time on the site and QAnon people yes. do that because they're so mad and they're researching and researching all this stuff and so really I mean I these algorithms and and obviously the people behind them played a huge role in growing QAnon
1: yeah it's it's just the one like watch more like I just ended succession the first episode last night and, and then HBO has autoplay yes now they're autoplaying the you know some other bullshit I don't want to watch <laughs> um but that's it just everyone's got to do their autoplay um hey if you like this cat adoption website, can I interest you in a bunch of, you know, adrenochrome-sucking, cabal-lick pantsuit it's wears? It's very frustrating know, like because I'm cow. trying to
2: get my stand-up comedy into this algorithm real bad right now. And I, I <laughs> listen, I'll start talking about Q if it'll get my my jokes in front of some people. It's amazing. They're doing it so much better than me. I gotta give them well, props where props are deserved. I mean,
1: what's so what's so fucked up about that, Don Marco, is that you're actually not, like, People enter into fame and money because it's so easy to tap that like like the third rail of like being a conspiracy theorist right winger. Well, we've I, seen I, it happen. Um, and it, it's a guaranteed built-in audience. And you could even start by being kind of ironic about it. You could It could be a bit. And then it just becomes real mm-hmm. because you're actually getting more followers and more clout for being saying those things.
0: I was going to say the bar for talent – to do that is very to, low yeah and so really, i mean the you see casting. the guys who become like the king q comedians or musicians and it, <laughs> i mean it's it's the bottom of the barrel so you know i i think it's a right field for you
1: none of them are class boys is what we're trying to say
0: mm.
1: yes they none of them are soul cyclers um <laughs> okay i promise i'm gonna let you go after this question does it matter that we now know thanks to part in part the hbo documentary into the storm That we know that Q is currently just an operation being run by dude, bro, whose name I'm forgetting. And yeah, so Ron
0: and Jim Watkins, this son and father. And, um, you know, and so they deny it for what it's worth. I mean, it's not, I would say, 100% proven, but, you know, maybe 99% of the way there. Uh, You know, frankly, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's certainly interesting to know. uh, But for a lot of QAnon believers, I think they, as it sort of became more clear that this was kind of a guy in his mom's basement, the classic type, uh, they said, well, you know, maybe Q wasn't really Michael Flynn or it wasn't Don Jr. giving us clues. But what he taught us is real. And so, you know, let, let's set the cute <laughs> thing aside. But the the adrenochrome, the tunnels, the kidnapping, all that stuff—that is real. And we, you know, we just need to honestly—we need to redouble our efforts to bring on the storm. <sighs> it's the same as religion. It's the same thing. It's like,
2: well, it may, maybe he wasn't resurrected, <laughs> but the homophobia—I don't mind the homophobia. It's the same thing. Oh God,
1: it it really is, and and that's uh, it's very very scary. Um, uh any hope what's the hope (laughs) what do do we what do we i guess we sort of talked about i don't know
0: well you know some yeah sometimes people come out of it i mean not a ton but you know (laughs) it's often sort of an idiosyncratic thing that there is one particular thing that convinced them QAnon was real and then they see that disproven like it was that trump said tippy top at an easter egg roll and you know you think of that as kind of a classic (laughs) trump Trumpy phrase, and they said, "Oh my God, it's real." And then you know, someone showed this QAnon guy video of Trump saying this many times before, and he said, "Oh, I guess it's fake." You know, and so people come out of it. Sometimes.
2: What's what's stopping, like you know, an undercover person pretending to be Q and guiding them towards feeding the homeless? Like who? What's stopping? Because Q you. is this kind of mysterious, ethereal being. Why? I mean, is wouldn't it? Wouldn't the smartest thing to be, you know, for for someone to to pose as Q and gradually shift them into maybe a better place. I mean, isn't isn't that really the only game to play as opposed to well, being like you're stupid middle- or
0: crazy? Well, you'd have to sort of log into the Q account, which requires a password. So it's, it, it, it's a little complex, but, you know, that hasn't stopped people in the past. Like the JFK Jr. thing was, you know, the letter after Q is R. And so one day someone just said, yeah, I'm R. I'm Q's best buddy, you know, and then like that's how you get into it. Yeah. So, so you know, it's really not – it's not impossible. I mean, I wish you luck.
2: It's like the opposite of deprogramming. It's just like – re it's reprogramming to a certain extent. It's reprogramming. It's just
0: guiding a little this way. I think that's the only way. Yeah, Q says go outside and talk to your families, yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely. That's Q nice. says call
1: your kids. <laughs> I like that. Um, Will Summer, his book is Trust the Plan, The Rise of QAnon and the Conspiracy that Unhinged America. It is out now. Get a copy. Where can people, where should people get a copy?
0: I mean, anywhere. You know, it's on all the big big book websites. Uh, you know, buy it at your local bookstore, ideally.
1: There you go. All right, Will. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this was great. Um, and we have one... A couple more segments. I do want to get into TikTok. Um, John Marco, if you can stick around. Yes. Hell yeah. Um, Camperman5000 says, Good good talk, Will, and good work. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Half on YouTube says, JFK Jr. loves naked yoga. Hey. Was he there in your class?
2: You know, I, I you couldn't. I, 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 I don't know JF- him from that angle, um, but it could have been, you know?
1: Could have been never know um i can't believe they took out just a mafia like a mob head like i think that's very funny like
2: yeah no, i was curious like was it a bad was it a was it like okay well that's fine that kind of worked let's out
1: talk- <laughs> yeah exactly Sick <laughs> them on each other all right this is a good thing um all right well let's get into this second story um because this was the week where congress grilled the ceo of tiktok uh shozi chu for five hours or the equivalent of like 150 tiktoks um and they are looking to either ban any app or the ban the app and or force it to sell to an american owner even though tiktok has already promised that they're moving all their data storage to oracle um oracle's going to like be storing it here in the united states blah blah, blah, blah. ultimately this whole hearing was performative as fuck it was a total charade um you know basically uh just showing who can be more tough on China vis-a-vis this dude. Um,
2: I think there needs to be a little. There, there, there needs to be some kind of test before you, you uh, uh, act in these a hearings. Congressperson? Yeah, before a congressperson. But like, okay, you want to go to the TikTok conference first? We need to watch you create an account. We need to see if you understand how to log into the Wi-Fi, double authenticate, whatever. You, it is so embarrassing. It should be so humiliating to go up there and ask what is in this clip that you're about to ask. You should be so humiliated. You're talking about a banning and a, a, a platform for speech. This Just so. Oh.
1: Yeah, yeah, first of all, uh, John Marco, just just for the record, if I had to do that, I would absolutely fail. Like going into TikTok, like I do, I guess I know how to post kind of, but if I, if I I'm not good, I'm not good. But anyway, here he is, um, North Carolina Representative Hudson, uh, asking the CEO of TikTok, "Um, are you on my Wi-Fi?
3: Does TikTok access the home Wi-Fi network? Only if the
2: user turns on the Wi-Fi. I'm sorry, I may not understand that.
3: So if I have a TikTok app on my phone and my phone is on my home Wi-Fi network, does TikTok access that network? It will have to to get access to the network to get connections to the internet, if, if that's the question. Is it possible, then, that it could access other devices on that home Wi-Fi network? C-
2: Congressman, we do not do anything that is beyond any industry norms. Um, I believe the answer to your question is no. It could be technical. Let me get back to you. Okay, I'd appreciate it if you could answer yep. that.
1: Are you hacking my electric toothbrush? It's a simple yes or no question. Uh, do you know that I have a, a flashlight uh, that is USB powered, simple. Yes or no question.
2: And the way that they phrase it, he phrases it like so he's like, so you're saying the TikTok it connects to my phone number. That's creepy. <laughs> and it's like, but that's yeah, that's the whole that's how it all works.
1: That's how it all works. Sadly. <sighs> I mean, yeah, it's not, you know. I'd love to
2: see 12-year-olds up there. I think 12-year-olds would be more educated in asking questions about TikTok. Get a bunch of, like, teens up there.
1: Oh, yeah. And look, I honestly, like... Okay, so you have to point out, the difference between this and, like, some of the other, you know, tech lords that have been, you know, hauled, like Zuckerberg, who has been in front of Congress multiple times, who has... Who is so terrible... And answering the most basic questions. Like, oh, uh, you're, you're, yeah, it's, it's, sir. You know, he's so nervous and scared and terrible. He's a t- But like comparing that to this guy, like uh, he, he was great. He was like totally held his own, was like really calm, totally batted away. All this like xenophobic bullshit when he was asked, like, do you know that the Chinese Communist Party has to take over? And you're like, I'm I'm Singaporean. That's where I live. I live in Singapore. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. So there's. There's a lot to this, obviously. Again, I think it is... I just find it very... Gen Marco, when we are drafted into World War IV, um, we'll know that the beginning of it was TikTok. That fucking all you wanted was a little life hack or a little milk crate challenge. All you wanted was a little NyQuil chicken, and here suddenly you are fighting on a battlefield for, you know, I don't... For Meta, for well,
2: that that's um, that's it's the problem with this whole thing is that yeah, there's a huge problems with TikTok. I have uh, uh, I have lots of problems with TikTok as a comedian. I find it overly censorious. It's uh, uh, it can spread all sorts of misinformation. Blah blah blah. you don't
1: make any money from it unless you've got like 2 million followers. Keep going.
2: But it's just a matter of like, yeah, it's not worse than these other apps. They're all doing the same thing. So it's just easy in this format to like point out all the problems with TikTok while ignoring how, 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 uh, how fucked up all the other ones are. And the bottom line of, if you get rid of TikTok, you are making these other platforms so fucking powerful facebook yeah and snapchat i'm sure snapchat is like please please get rid of tiktok please is
1: it still around i mean i didn't it even is. know it was still around i still post
2: i post my tiktoks on snapchat still i'm ready i've been bracing i'm bracing <laughs> for every app to disappear
1: let's do this um I, obviously aoc uh had a very very cogent response um and i wanted to just share that and here take you through some of her arguments here
0: some of the arguments about banning TikTok have come in, with respect to uh, discussions around Chinese surveillance and utilization of, of data that is tracked and the enormous amount of tracking uh, on U.S. citizens
3: that and data that is harvested by TikTok. And they say, because of this egregious amount of data harvesting, we should ban this app. However, that doesn't really
0: address the core of the issue, which is the fact that Major social
3: media companies are allowed to collect troves of deeply personal data about you that you don't know about without really any significant regulation whatsoever.
1: Or consequences. So she just threw up uh, there, this is her first TikTok, very adorable, um, threw up a uh, headline there talking about Facebook settling the Cambridge Analytica lawsuit for like $700 million, which really isn't a lot. Um, but Cambridge Analytica and that whole thing was the reason I just stopped Facebook. Like I didn't shut down my account. No, I'm a coward, uh, but I completely left it. I was like, "This is bullshit. This is awful." Like you just, you like a Steve Bann- Steve Bannon and some dude in the UK like conceived of harvesting all of our data, y- like creating these psychographs, using it to market basic political campaigns back to us shit is responsible for Brexit. The shit is responsible for Donald Trump. Like, fuck this. Fuck, this is terrible. And so I kind of gave it up cold turkey. And what's become of that? What real guarantees have we gotten since then? Like, oh, God, I guess we'll tell you, you know, you'll have another window to to say I agree to if you want to use the app, you know, which is I agree to give, you know, Steve Bannon access to all of my photos. Or They're
2: far too massive. I mean, I I I come, my complaint with social media, I I am a content creator it 's necessary for my work, and some of these companies they've they 've become so powerful that to use them is entirely necessary i mean it''s it's, it's, a, it's a relief to not have to use them, but to for these apps they're able to to ban you they're able to 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 fuck with your whole thing they 're able to lie to you, and then they have no means of like dealing with any kind of customer service or anything yet they 're so what? mammoth and so large and so so like again it 's yeah tiktok is a problem but they're all a problem and you make the problem worse i believe by just getting rid of this one and you are you're taking the voice and the ability to amplify away from a younger user base and and letting the the young people participate in the conversation you're leaving you're giving more power to the people who don't know how fucking wi-fi works
1: absolutely no i think that's a really good point of like these companies are also like, yeah, you can't get in touch with anyone. You can't talk to anyone if you have an issue. I mean, obviously, we know Twitter is run by like, you know, uh, like possums that were just under San Francisco at this point. But if you know, if you get your account hacked, you can't get back into it for like weeks. You know, there's no one to oh, talk yeah. to.
2: I, I at- on Facebook personally, I, I posted a crowdwork clip. I'm Jewish, but in the crowdwork clip, I said the word Nazi. I it's uh-huh. part of a joke. And I got Taken labeled down. as a domestic terrorist and I cannot get views on on things ever since. And face Facebook's a huge arm for promotional tools. So it's like it it has real life consequences to my to my my business.
1: Dude, talk to me the bituation Room. Sure. You think I can do fucking sure. anything on anywhere? And to say obviously I'm a I swear like a sailor and the show's called the bituation Room. There's no I way. I mean my it my
2: does- podcast The cunt hut is really it's just blocked <laughs> everywhere. It's a nightmare.
1: Can you have me on that show like oh, sh- for real though? Sure, sure. <laughs> um anyway, it it's all again, it's all BS. I wish they would ask these hard questions of everyone i wish we could actually break up big tech it's just posturing they're not going to do anything i don't think biden's going to break it up i don't think they're going to force the sale of it because they all kind of don't i mean at the end of the day john marco don't you feel like the like you're you'd be happy if you were zuckerberg but also if they can do that to tiktok they could maybe do that to you and they might think of like if no matter what the regulation is if it's no matter what the impetus if it's xenophobic or not if you're forcing big tech to do something that isn't just driven by the market uh and advertisers i feel like mm, that doesn't that doesn't bode well for eventually what they fear which is the breaking up of their conglomerate
2: it's not not a bad point i i just i just don't know i feel like tiktok gave them all such a big run for their money that they're they're just like oh it's a, a wounded they're, they're, they're gazelles and TikTok is the wounded one. And they're like, great, we will get away. We'll totally,
1: totally. Even though I might be next though. That's true. I know now Instagram reels have like their little like logo in the bottom, all rainbowy, like TikTok, mm-hmm. you know, just thirsty as hell. Um, anyway. All right. Let's, let's move to our final, 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 final segment, our fun segment, a little palette cleanser. Because I wasn't able to get to all of the stories. We didn't have a roundup this week. We're going to play. Two truths and a lie, but with headlines. This is Two News and a Lie. Okay, John Marco, how much have you been paying attention to the news this week? Um, you know, I have.
2: This- it's, it's in my Twitter bubble, so once in a while, uh, some, I miss something.
1: Something will break but through? We'll- okay. Okay, let's see if we can do this. Let's see if I can fool you. Um, let's go. Three rounds here. There's no prize. Number first question which is the true we, which are the truths which is the lie here number 1 Grimes has changed her and Elon Musk's baby name to a question mark 2 a swifty pours blood onto the steps of ticketmaster during protest or 3 levi's is now using ai models for inclusivity so commenters uh-huh keep I, going
2: i know one. i know one is is true I know oh, one shit. is true, and and I it's also believable. If I had a kid with Elon Musk, I would be questioning my decision as well. <laughs> um, I feel like if a Swifty poured blood, I would have heard about it. That feels like that would make its way into my news feed. Uh, so, so I, I think Levi's is uh, is true. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it's like they're using AI models for inclusivity instead of hiring. Actual diverse models. I could see a company doing that. Uh, uh, not in a good way. So I'm going to say two is false. Two is false. Okay. Swifty did not pour blood onto the, onto the right. master during protest.
1: You are correct. Uh, two is false. Very, very good. The chat agrees. Although uh, Rackety Wood on Twitch says two would be cool if it's real. But, um, you yeah, know, uh, Grimes changed Baby's name from, was it like Pi? No, it was just like infinity X E some bullshit. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It was it was something bad. Some math
1: shit, and then to a a, just a question mark. She was like, "Gwyneth, hold my drink," you know. Um, Gwyneth's kid is named Apple, which now like twenty years later, what a
2: blessing. That's a that's a normal name these days. Thank God, Apple. Super
1: normal. Um, and then uh, yeah, Levi's is now in order to have more um representation. With their models is hiring no hiring not hiring anybody just using ai generated images
2: (laughs) fantastic
1: too bad their jeans still are affordable and fit good yo i'm not gonna boycott Mm -hmm. i can't all right second round here we go one panera rolls out technology to order lunch by scanning your hand two kanye west says he's no longer anti-semitic after seeing jonah hill in 21 jump street or three, Alabama Department of Education suspends girls' sports until menstruation checks can be implemented.
2: I know two is two is true. I know uh, Kanye West. I, I wish it wasn't true. <laughs> how? I, I wish it how, wasn't like, was true. Was it that
1: good? Was Twenty One Jump Street like? Wow, this will like. If only. No, honestly,
2: Twenty One Jump Street turned me the other way. If I'm being honest with you, <laughs> uh, I uh, ooh, I can't imagine panera that hasn't upgraded its menu since i was a child suddenly is scanning your hand ah i'm worried that could be true but uh, but i'm gonna say that that is the fake one
1: and you are wrong Uh, um, yo panera you know they're trying to get you to buy their nasty sandwiches as quickly as possible uh, but, however, Alabama has not suspended girls' sports until menstruation checks can be implemented. That's not because they haven't tried, um, and we're headed there. But yes, I got a lot of people <laughs> I, who were fooled as well. I've never, I've never even, I think I ate at a Panera one time.
2: What do you say? It scans your hand. It's like, ooh, do I you want the you shittiest sandwich ever made in the entire world with the softest apple ever picked? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all we got.
1: Yeah. You just kind of, like, Jedi that shit, you know? It's like, the Force. But you, you go in there, really. That's, you, they got to get people in the door, John Marco. Like, that's the way. They're just getting people in. So they're like, well, I mean, that's pretty cool. Who wouldn't go in just to see if, like, you can fucking scan my hand? What? You got my menu?
2: I wouldn't go into he- a Panera if Tupac was there. And, he, and, and Kennedy was there, too. And Q. <laughs> I wouldn't go to Panera for any
1: kind of thing. I would totally go to Panera if a Tupac. That'd be great, a great place for him to come back. All right, you're one, one and one. Let's see if you win this entire game. Here we go. Two truths, two news and a lie. Mississippi TV meteorologist uh, and news anchor removed after saying, faux shizzle my nizzle live on air. Two, the hit show Succession used a number of AI extras in filming season four. Or three, Tiger King star Joseph Maldonado passage is running for president.
2: Um okay, I know one is true. Uh three, I know the other Tiger King guy is running for president. I certainly wouldn't pass it put it past uh, someone else. Uh
1: There're two Tiger King guys?
2: Who wait, is that who's the main guy? Is that Joseph
1: Joe Exotic. Oh, yeah. Joe.
2: Well, forgive me. I'm not familiar with Joe Exotic's uh, <laughs> a birth name. Joseph Maldonado. Okay, he is, <laughs> he is running for president. And thank God that means that actors are staying employed for the couple months we have left to actually, actually be used. <laughs> and two is false.
1: Hell yeah, that is true. I mean, you are correct. Yay, you won this round. I can't believe those stories are real. Um, what a fun world. And I mean, country that we live in. John um, Marco, thank you so much for being here, for being on the Bituation Room. Where can people find your content?
2: Sure. Uh, they can find me everywhere at John Marco Serazi. Check me out on YouTube. I got a new setup. I, uh, I talk some of the uh, uh, drag queen stuff we were talking about here, and it's a bit I'm really proud of. And, uh, and then listen to my oh, podcast, yeah. The Downside with John Marco Serazi.
1: Mm hmm. Is it a downer? Is it?
2: It's like a fun downer. Like it's, we, we don't put on, you know, we don't put on airs, but we, it's like, uh, if you like Larry David, if you, if you want (laughs) to, if you want, if you want real truth, but in a fun way, you'll dig the downside.
1: The downside. Hell yeah. All right. Everybody check John Marco out and try to see him live as well. He tours regularly. So get at that. All right. Be well, John Marco. Thank you so much for being on the show and thank you all for being here and this. Edition of the Bituation Room. Um, Jeremy Justice, thank you for your super chat saying with, I'm with Marco. Uh, Free the nipple. It's John Marco, but yeah, hell yeah. Um, Bad Lefty says, guns don't kill people. Woke do. Indeed, that is what they're saying. Um, It's Just Vegas on Twitch says, holding $800 worth of rifles. I mean, I wish they were more cost prohibitive. Somehow people can still get Find $800 to buy these things. Daniel Lee, what's up? How are you? Thank you for commenting, saying they're nakedly trying to keep people divided so they can stay in power. They don't care about anything. Yes. They, they've they run out of ideas. And this is it. Uh, Gary Cooper on YouTube. I don't know what drag show that guy goes to, but the ones I've seen did not involve any crotch rubbing. Baseball games, on the other hand. Exactly. Honestly, you've we've seen way more crotch grabbing in sports than, like... I love how just logically or like anyone who's ever even watched RuPaul's Drag Race or been to a drag show or is like seen the aesthetic of a drag queen, do you think a drag queen wants to rub their crotch and or like even touch their crotch? No. That is not no, they are ladies. They look hot. They look amazing. They're stars. They're performers. They're not they're not strippers number one, so that's false. Um which, by the way, wither stripping in in Tennessee, because apparently adult cabaret, which stripping in, is involved in, like, where are all these disgusting goons going to go when they're plotting how to, you know, take away rights from gay people? Like, you know they go to the clubs. Anywho. Um, Andy Glover on YouTube. If you put a man in a Santa suit, people will, will put their kids on strangers' laps and call it tradition. Uh, man in dress, somehow dangerous amen and andrew on youtube yeah even the cars are designed to look like mi- military vehicles i mean that was the advent of the hummer came around during the iraq war and as did like um fatigues and army print came into style and i was just so disgusted by it the way that like our culture mirrors um the wars that we were involved in um have fun youtube thank you for your super chat that's so sweet of you q armed naked yoga led by kid rock and george santos AKA Emmanuel Lewis. I don't want to see either of those people naked. Nope. No, no, no. Kid Rock. mm -mm. Kid Rock looks like the Grinch. You know how the Grinch has like, just kind of like saggy boobs and like a, you know, big old paunch. I feel and like little skinny legs with like knobby knees. That's what Kid Rock looks like under his clothes. Um, Martin says, sadly, Instagram is still Facebook. That's true. Thank you. But I have boycotted. No, I'm on Instagram all the time. It's the one thing. It's the sweet spot of, I understand how this works, but it's not, you know, old people from high school. But now, I'm starting to feel like maybe Facebook is the least evil. Or no, maybe TikTok is the least evil. Honestly, I thought Mr. Chu did a great job. I actually, like sign me up you know what i'm saying the problem is i get censored way too much because i swear i talk about like hot button issues i am all of the things i can't i can't not, it's not safe we need our own platform guys we need our own fucking platform ricky the gardening dragon became a member hell yeah um and hey darren on youtube just got a call from his doctor saying that he doesn't have cancer Congratulations. I thank you for sharing that. And hell yeah, congrats, dude. I'm very, very happy for you. And with that, let's do the celebratory dance to the fart song. <laughs> this is where we shout at all the patrons at 10 bucks or more however we have no patrons at 10 bucks or more so I want to shout out some og patrons to paolo t dina o august h katrina b juan v luke w frederick g little mac Ronan S, Ed M, and Lexi Duke City. Thank you guys so much. Some of the oldest OG patrons, the Franny Pack members, the innermost Cabal members, the Orchata Armada members. You guys are so, so wonderful. I'm going to keep doing this when we don't have any new um, subs, but love and hearts to you all. Let's go over to Twitch, see what's going on. Um, It's just Vegas gifting a one month tier one sub to Animal Mother Truth 2021. Marshall Ghetto giving out five community subs. Thank you so much um what's up people with Jeff Waldorf how you doing uh Marshall Ghetto giving out one month tier one sub to Wheelie Snarky Dragon I love it and Marshall Ghetto also giving him gifting a sub to Seal Cagwin. thank you so 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 much Marshall Ghetto's been gifting out hella subs five more community subs another community sub to It's Just Vegas uh, Aussie Plant Dragon resubscribing saying catching you live what a treat Dory B subscribed for one month subscribed for seven months in total says seven months fly by so quickly with Francesca Love the humor and insights each week And I love you And Given Guru, subscribe with Prime Thank y'all so much And thank you to Paige Omek, to Maximilian Inhoff, to Andy Vasoyan. Remember, we stream live every Tuesday 1pm Pacific, 4pm Eastern On YouTube and Twitch Follow us on Twitter at Pod, TikTok and Instagram at Franny Feo uh, And also the bonus bish On Friday, guys We'll get into it My bio as interpreted by Chat GPT. It's gonna be fun And remember, of course, to fight the power, to fuck the patriarchy, and to not just bitch about it, but to be about it. Goodbye.